0: To support this podcast, visit patreon.com forward slash support buddha or visit buddhadailywisdom.com where you will discover a full range of courses, retreats, and online learning resources to assist you on the path to enlightenment. Now, here's our teacher to share more.
1: Chapter 8. Transforming the Three Poisons Greed, Hatred, and Delusion Gautama Buddha's teachings to eliminate greed, hatred, and delusion are known for good reason as the three poisons, the three unwholesome roots, and the three fires, also known as craving, anger, and ignorance. These are the three poisons that exist and are present in the mind as part of rebirth into the human realm. It is our goal through these teachings To eliminate these three poisons through practice of non-greed or generosity, non-hate or loving kindness, and non-delusion or wisdom, to attain nibbana one would need to completely eliminate the three poisons. These metaphors suggest how dangerous afflicted thoughts and emotions can be if they are not understood and transformed. Greed, craving, refers to our selfishness misplaced desires attachment and grasping for contentedness and satisfaction outside of ourselves hatred anger refers to our anger or aversion and repulsion towards unpleasant people circumstances and even towards our own uncomfortable feelings delusion ignorance refers to our dullness bewilderment and misperception our unknowing or wrong views of reality the poisons of greed, hatred, and delusion mask our true nature, the awakened mind of wisdom and compassion. These poisonous states of mind then motivate non-virtuous and unskillful intentions, speech, and actions, which produces unwholesome gamma. Greed, hatred, and delusion are deeply embedded in the conditioning of our personalities. Our behavior is habitually influenced and tainted by these three poisons, these unwholesome roots buried deep into the mind, burning within us as craving desire, greed, anger, resentment, hatred, and misunderstanding, delusion. These poisons lay to waste hearts, lives, hopes, and civilizations, driving us blind and thirsty through the seemingly endless round of birth and death, the cycle of rebirth. Gautama Buddha describes these defilements as bonds, hindrances, and knots, the actual root cause of unwholesome gamma in the entire spectrum of human discontentedness. Although this teaching may appear negative or unpleasant, indeed, a wise understanding of the three poisons of greed, hatred, and delusion is ultimately positive and empowering. With this sublime understanding, we can clearly see and feel the factors that are causing confusion, discontentedness, and suffering in our lives. And with this clarity and insight, we can make the choice to eliminate those factors. The teaching of the Four Noble Truths clearly explains that when we embrace and understand the exact causes of our discontentedness, suffering, and dissatisfaction, we can then take the necessary steps to extinguish those causes and liberate the mind. This is certainly positive and empowering. In addition, it is important for us to realize that Gautama Buddha's teachings regarding defilement and purification are not just rigid, restrictive, or authoritative theories regarding morality, but are real and solid truths essential to our correct understanding of reality and eventual awakening. Through learning these teachings and the practice of these teachings, we awaken to true reality, eliminating the poison of delusion, ignorance, or unknowing we have of true reality that keeps these three poisons well-rooted into the mind, causing us untold amounts of discontentedness and suffering. Greed Our greed is a burning desire, an unquenchable thirst, craving, and desire. We want the objects of our desire to provide us with lasting satisfaction so we feel fulfilled, whole, And complete. The poison of greed creates an inner hunger so that we always seem to be striving towards an unattainable goal. We mistakenly believe our contentedness is dependent upon that goal, but once we attain it, we get no lasting satisfaction. Then, once again, our greed and desire will arise, looking outside of ourselves for the next thing that will hopefully bring satisfaction. Influenced by greed and craving, we are never content. Another common face of our greed shows up as a lack of generosity and compassion towards others. Even a moment of honest and mindful introspection, we reveal how deeply rooted our greed can be. We can experience the symptoms of our greed appearing in even the most trivial instances, and of course, greed can manifest itself in even more compulsive and destructive ways as well. We always seem to want more. We want bigger and better. We want to fulfill our insatiable inner hunger and thirst, craving. This type of greed affects our personal lives, our professional lives, in the domain of international business and politics. Global conflict and warfare, as well as destruction of our precious environment, are obvious results of our corporate and political greed. Our greed, craving, and thirst affects each of us on a personal and global level. Our greed is an endless and destructive cycle that only causes discontentedness and suffering in its wake. Greed can be defined as the excessive craving and desire which includes desire for wealth, food, fame, power, possessions, relationships, etc. Wealth is currency, gold, silver, land, and items of luxury. Some cultures do not exchange in currency but rather food, so greed may manifest in terms of their accumulation of food in those cultures. Power can be accumulated to feed an ever-hungry ego that serves us no wholesome purpose. Hatred The symptoms of hatred can show up as anger, hostility, dislike, aversion, or ill-will, wishing harm or suffering upon another person. With aversion, we habitually resist, deny, and avoid unpleasant feelings, circumstances, and people we do not like. We want everything to be pleasant, comfortable, and satisfying all the time. This behavior simply reinforces our perception of separation. Hatred or anger thrusts us into a vicious cycle of always finding conflict and enemies everywhere around us. When there is conflict or perceived enemies around us, the mind is neurotic, never calm, and we are endlessly occupied with strategies of self-protection or revenge. We can also create conflict within ourselves when we have an aversion to our own uncomfortable feelings. With hatred and aversion, we deny, resist, and push away our inner feelings of fear, hurt, loneliness, and so forth, treating these feelings like an internal enemy. With the poison of hatred, we create conflict and enemies in the world around us and within our own being. We cannot benefit from openness to all people in situations that could potentially be helpful in our life journey. We sabotage ourselves through the unwholesome mental state of hatred and anger caused by our own attachments. No one can cause us hatred or anger, we cause it ourselves. Because we cause our own hatred or anger through the pursuit of nibbana, we can eliminate 100% of our hatred and anger. Delusion Delusion is our wrong understanding and wrong views of reality. Delusion is our misperception of the way the world works, our inability to understand the nature of things exactly as they are, free of perceptual distortions. The mind does not understand it causes its own discontentedness and how to eliminate the discontentedness the four noble truths the way leading to the complete elimination of discontentedness the eightfold path the natural law of gamma or how to significantly reduce one's unwholesome gamma the five precepts etc influenced by delusion we are not in harmony with ourselves others or with life We are not living in accordance with these teachings affected by the poison of delusion which arises from ignorance of our true nature we do not understand the interdependent and impermanent nature of life thus we are constantly looking outside of ourselves for contentedness satisfaction and solutions to our problems the word delusion ignorance was not used in a derogatory way by gotama buddha as the word is used today instead Gautama Buddha was describing that the mind is unknowing of true reality and is misunderstanding the natural laws of existence. This outward searching creates even more frustration, anger, and delusion. Because of our delusion, we also do not understand the virtuous, life-affirming actions that can create contentedness, nor do we understand the non-virtuous, negative, and unwholesome actions that create discontentedness. Wholesome actions are described as any actions that do not conflict with the Eightfold Path or the Five Precepts. Again, our delusion binds us to a vicious cycle where there does not appear to be a way out. Transforming the Three Poisons. For countless eons, we have been influenced and motivated by our greed, hatred, and delusion, being reborn as various beings throughout the realms of existence. Therefore, this work of purification and transformation of the mind cannot be rushed despite our impatient demand for quick results. This work requires patience, care, persistence, and deep compassion for ourselves and others through a life practice. Gautama Buddha taught us that the poisons of greed, hatred, and delusion, which cause so much suffering, can indeed be purified and transformed. We can break the chain of discontentedness and unwholesome kama and live a content fulfilling life. Gautama Buddha's teachings tell us that enlightenment is our true nature and will naturally shine forth through the purified mind. Therefore, the goal of our life practice is to liberate ourselves from the defilements that obscure the natural clarity, radiance, and joy of our enlightenment. So, How do we encounter the three poisons and transform them in a way that leads to genuine liberation of the mind? We must begin this work of purification in the precise place where the poisons originate, in the mind itself, the conditioned ego or personality. This purification and transformation begins with the challenge of calming the mind and seeing deeply into the mind. In other words, to eliminate the poisons of greed, hatred, and delusion, we must first learn to recognize them when they first appear. Being mindful and aware, we can then discern how these deep-seated poisons influence our everyday thoughts, feelings, perceptions, intentions, speech, and actions. This mindful awareness, this seeing deeply into the mind, is the beginning of understanding, the beginning of our ability to transform these defilements. To accomplish this awareness we train the mind through meditation we learn to concentrate on our breathing through the nose allowing all thoughts and feelings to arise and pass without reacting to them or evaluating them learning and practicing breathing mindfulness meditation we train the mind to cut off the thoughts or let them go by training the mind we learn how to control the mind in any and all situations Through this practice we become much more aware of the mind in everyday situations. We are able to notice when thoughts and emotions arise and begin to disturb us. In this way we can become conscious of these thoughts and emotions and work with them skillfully before they get out of control causing harm to ourselves and others. Then eventually we can eliminate disturbing thoughts entirely from the mind by attaining enlightenment. The Antidotes In addition to meditation practice, there are also the antidotes or alternatives to the three poisons. For every defilement, Gautama Buddha has given us the antidote, the method whereby we eliminate unwholesome mental qualities and replace them with virtuous, wholesome qualities which benefit ourselves and others. Therefore, the aim of our life practice is to gradually subdue the poisons of greed, hatred, and delusion by cultivating the alternative mental factors that are directly opposed to them. These antidotes are called the three wholesome roots, non-greed, non-hatred, and non-delusion. The antidote to overcome greed is to cultivate selflessness, generosity, detachment, and contentment, if we are experiencing greed strong desire or attachment and we want to let it go we can contemplate the impermanence or the disadvantages of the objects of our desire we can practice giving away those things we would most like to hold on to we can also practice acts of selfless service and charity offering care and assistance to others in any way we can free of all desire for recognition or compensation in truth There is no objection to enjoying and sharing the beauty pleasures and objects of this material world the problems associated with greed and attachment only arise when we mistakenly believe and act as if the source of our contentedness is outside of ourselves to antidote and overcome hatred we learn to cultivate loving kindness compassion patience and forgiveness when we react to unpleasant feelings circumstances or people with hatred anger or aversion we can use these sublime antidotes to counteract the poisons. Here, we learn to openly embrace the entire spectrum of our experiences without hatred or aversion. Just as we practice meeting unpleasant experiences in the outer world with patience, kindness, forgiveness, and compassion, we must also practice meeting our own unpleasant feelings in the same way. Our feelings of loneliness, hurt, doubt, fear, insecurity, inadequacy, depression, and so forth, all require our openness and loving-kindness. The challenge in our life practice is to soften our habitual defenses, open our heart, and let go of hatred, aversion, and denial. In this way, we can meet and embrace ourselves, others, and all inner and outer experiences with great compassion and wisdom." To antidote and overcome delusion, we cultivate wisdom, insight, and right view. Learning to experience reality exactly as it is, without the distortions of our self-centered desires, fears, and expectations, we free ourselves from delusion. Deeply sensing and acting in harmony with the interdependent, impermanent, and ever-changing nature of this world— realizing that all living beings are inseparably related and that lasting contentedness does not come from anything external, we free ourselves from delusion. As we develop a clear understanding of gama, knowing the positive, wholesome actions that bring contentedness and the negative, unwholesome actions that bring discontentedness, we cultivate the wisdom, insight, and right view that free us from delusion. By studying the teachings and applying the teachings properly in our lives through a life practice, we will gradually wear away even the most stubborn habitual behaviors, fully liberating ourselves from stress, discontentedness, and suffering. Gautama Buddha calls this the taintless liberation of the mind. The sublime peace, wisdom, limitless awareness, unity, and bliss of Nibbāna shines forth as our essential true nature when the three poisons of greed, hatred, and delusion have finally been extinguished through our life practice with non-greed, or generosity, non-hatred, or loving-kindness, and non-delusion, or wisdom. Simile of a man were wounded by an arrow thickly smeared with poison. The following is a translation from the Pali Canon, the source of Gautama Buddha's teachings. Suppose, Malankaputta, a man were wounded by an arrow thickly smeared with poison and his friends and companions, his kinsmen and relatives, brought a surgeon to treat him. The man would say, I will not let the surgeon pull out this arrow until I know whether the man who wounded me was a noble or a Brahmin or a merchant or a worker. And he would say, I will not let the surgeon pull out this arrow until I know the name and clan of the man who wounded me, until I know whether the man who wounded me was tall or short or of middle height, until I know whether the man who wounded me was dark or brown or golden-skinned, until I know whether the bowstring that wounded me was fiber or reed or sinew or hemp or bark, until I know whether the shaft that wounded me was wild or cultivated, until I know with what kind of feathers the shaft that wounded me was fitted, whether those of a vulture or a heron, or a hawk or a peacock or a stork, until I know with what kind of sinew the shaft that wounded me was bound, whether that of an ox or a buffalo or a deer or a monkey, until I know what kind of arrowhead it was that wounded me, whether spiked or razor-tipped or curved or barbed or calf-toothed or lancet-shaped, all this would still not be known to that man and meanwhile he would die. So too, Mara Lunkin Puta, if anyone should say thus, I will not lead the holy life under the enlightened one until the enlightened one declares to me, the world is eternal and the world is not eternal. The world is finite and the world is infinite. The soul is the same as the body and the soul is one thing in the body another, and after death a tathagata exists, and after death a tathagata does not exist, and after death a tathagata both exists and does not exist, and after death a tathagata neither exists nor does not exist, that would still remain undeclared by the tathagata, and meanwhile that person would die. Therefore. Mara Lankaputta, remember what I have left undeclared as undeclared, and remember what I have declared as declared. And what have I left undeclared? The world is eternal, and the world is not eternal. The world is finite, and the world is infinite. The soul is the same as the body, and the soul is one thing and the body in another. And after death a Tathagata exists and after death a tathagata does not exist, and after death a tathagata both exists and does not exist, and after death a tathagata neither exists nor does not exist. I have left undeclared. And what have I declared? This is discontentedness. This is the origin of discontentedness. This is the cessation of discontentedness. This is the way leading to the cessation of discontentedness. I have declared. Why have I declared that? Because it is beneficial, it belongs to the fundamentals of the holy life, it leads to dischantment, to dispassion, to cessation, to peace, to direct knowledge, to enlightenment, to nibbana. That is why I have declared it. Translation by Bhikkhu Nanamoli and Bhikkhu Bodhi In the year 2009 author's thoughts this simile uses the poisonous arrow to represent the three poisons that we are all affected by greed craving hatred anger and delusion ignorance the teachings of gotama buddha are represented by the surgeon his teachings are the medicine to remove the three poisons But if we expect to know all the answers that lead to the removal of the three poisons prior to practicing these teachings, which would remove these poisons, then surely we will die before the poisons are removed. There is no way for you to know all the answers prior to learning and practicing these teachings as you need to create a life practice. Each day you build more and more wisdom in your life practice to gradually attain nibbana. If you expect to know all the answers prior to practicing these teachings, surely you will die before the poison is removed and thus be reborn to once again experience life in a new realm, most likely not the human realm. Gautama Buddha left certain questions undeclared because they do not lead to liberation of the mind. But the teachings he did declare do lead to complete liberation of the mind, namely starting with the Four Noble Truths, as mentioned in this simile. The end of each chapter will have learning resources for further exploration. You will be able to explore videos, podcasts, quizzes, etc. to deepen your learning of the content you read in each chapter. Please see the ebook for more details on these resources. As you have questions or need clarification on these teachings, you are welcome to post those into the Facebook group Daily Wisdom Walking the Path with the Buddha or Contact the author privately for in-depth learning. Daily Wisdom, Walking the Path with the Buddha. facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash daily wisdom
0: 999. Thank you for listening to this podcast. To provide support for this podcast, visit patreon.com forward slash support buddha.